Did you I'll see Kira Deck, by the way? Yeah, fifth. What is it? Fifth place or something? Yeah. Nice. Been going at a boy since we started. Today's uh, Toasty's birthday. Toasty's day. Yeah. Is it already fired up? <laughs> Welcome to episode seven of the Pin Seeker Pod. You've already heard Jacob because he uh, he asked me if if the uh, intro was fired up there. So you know we're we're working with poor connections. So this is going to be a uh, a bit of a struggle today. I think. Yeah, that won't be the only reason this is a struggle. That's for sure. Uh, both of us coming off a bit of a Memorial Day weekend bender at this point. Uh, everything's everything's working a little slowly today. We'll do our best. We got to watch some golf. We had some pretty exciting golf, honestly, this week. And there was, as far as golf fans go, this was a huge weekend. There was NCAA's Colonial Live Tournament, PGA uh, Senior Open, Corn Ferry. Corn Ferry, yeah, whatever the Corn Ferry was, uh, Toasty was in it, so that makes it big. And I think LPGA had a match play. I'm not super familiar with that one. I, I don't even know who won it, but the Senior PGA Championship. Yeah, right. That's uh, that's actually uh, will lead me into my first point. So, want to kick us off this week with the cut line? Yeah, let's do it. Get right into it. You're made cut. My made cut this week, speaking of the senior PGA, is Steve Stricker winning at PGA Frisco, which is actually the site of, I think, the 2027 PGA Championship. It's a new course. They it just is. built it at the new PGA Tour, whatever. They made a, a PGA headquarters in Frisco, Texas. It played pretty easy this week. I'm sure they'll make several adjustments over the next few years to get it up to snuff for the the big pros. But kind of what what caught my eye for this cut line this week is first of all great golf, Patty Harrington, Steve Stricker, the last two Ryder Cup captains, right? So a rematch of Whistling Straits for as far as the senior tour goes, that's about as much drama as you're going to get. So I kind of like that. And so I actually on, yeah, I I watched a little bit of this tournament because it was on Golf Channel. Uh, it, it was taking up like usually the early slot of the PGA, and I knew I follow the PGA of America on Twitter, so they've been tweeting about this course forever. And I know they're gonna make it hard, but I can't find a way that they'd make it that hard. Just because it, it seems like a bomber's paradise, even if right. they lengthen it up. Is like almost like a little uh, Aaron Hillsy like that, where it's like it's just right. too wide for the bombers not to. You know, I've heard, I've actually heard LACC might be a little bit like that too. So another worrisome thing. Really? Yeah. yeah. I haven't. I haven't even looked. That that would that would be horrible. I know because well, the rough heard, didn't uh, grow in. Many people say that. I've heard many Remember, people say that that it's just there's no rough. Yeah. 
Oh, because the, the remember the Genesis played really easy. Yeah. Oh, was it the winter? Yes, it was. It, it, there the was winter? a big deal. I, I was out at the Genesis, and I've I've close friends who follow the golf world in L.A., and they were talking about how all the rough didn't grow in this year, and I never thought about it. There was something that they they got they got so much rain, and it it fucked up the agronomy. Yeah, I'm guessing that's got to be it, right? Um, regardless, hopefully we'll get a good tournament there. I'm sure the USGA will do whatever they can to make that not go to that point. But something good about the PGA that is, is although it's been hard in recent years, you're not necessarily expected to for it to be a hard tournament, right? That's not their identity. They're just hoping for a good tournament. So even if it goes plays to minus 15 or whatever, you're still going to get good tournament. It's going to be hard enough. It's going to be beautiful course. They'll they'll do the things right from there. And uh, one more quick note on this one was that uh, Steve's daughter was on his bag when they won too. So yeah, pretty cool moment for them. I think he's dominating it out there on the senior circuit. He's still got game. It was cool to watch and good for good for his daughter to to be on the bag all week that is uh that's a ton of fun and i can't imagine i know stuart sink won with his kid on the bag a few years ago but doing that doing that with someone close there that's cheers cheers to steve john deere king (laughs) for my made cut i am going to stick on the pga tour with a guy that we've talked about um ricky fowler put together an incredible round over the weekend to qualify for the open championship. I, I don't, what did, what did he shoot on Sunday? He shot, he shot well and he, he had another, we talked about it endlessly on the pod. About how he, he keeps, yeah. 60. It, yep. And then he, yeah, I mean, he's just stacking these finishes, uh, needed a round, good round to qualify. Yeah. I, I want to see Ricky in the majors, especially with him playing well, because you, you, continue to put yourselves in positions to win he hasn't been in contention down the stretch which we've talked about and i keep waiting for that portion of this to happen but it's it's cool to see him playing well and good to see him put a good clutch round together to qualify for another major yeah it's almost on a bit of a jason day ask we've been comparing them both together right this entire year but that was also jason day's biggest knock was he's not really putting himself in contention but stacking these top finishes well, Ricky's doing the same. It's, it's weird. Who knows? Right. And it's like he continues to put these good finishes together, but he's never there in these tournaments. So I think it's a matter of time. If you're playing good golf and you're shooting under par, one of these rounds, hot putter, clean with the wedges, whatever it may be, look out. So I'm excited for Rick. For sure. For sure. And uh, just moving on, I'll, I'll go to my missed cut. This is also PGA Tour missed cut. A little bit different, though. It's going to be the, the Colonial Country Club members. So I know I talked to you briefly about this, but something that they did not talk about at all on the broadcast was that not only do the members have to give up their course for the PGA every year and and for several weeks to get, you know, the course in shape and it to look pretty enough to be on TV and for the pros and all that. But starting last night, 
it's Tuesday. Starting two nights ago, there started renovation on the entire course. And oh boy. the consequence of that was they didn't care about how hard the course got because they didn't have to make it good. They didn't have to make it like easy enough for members anytime soon. So they just let the course get firm. They let the course get hard. They grew the rough out. They said, whatever, we're just going to make it as difficult as possible because we're just breaking ground on Sunday night anyways. Made for a great tournament. Right. Well, look, those poor members, man. I can't imagine paying whatever they do for a club. I'd love to see the fine print there because not being able to play, I guess it gets hot in the summer, but still, I'd be pissed. It wouldn't be my favorite thing in the world. I, I, it, it's hard to say. It's like even though you don't want, you don't want people because there are people right who's like it would be awesome to see the pros play there every year and all that stuff. But there are people right. who are like, I'm not taking three weeks off from golfing, whatever for whatever their bond is and all that stuff. I, I mean, I see both sides. I do too. It, it it comes down to what you want more. I think I think it'd be cool. I'd I'd give my rights away for one summer. I'd pay the dues, whatever I'm doing. But exactly. but then the second summer, it's like, oh, this is still cool. And then the third, you're like, I'm kind of sick of this because my course is unavailable. And then yeah, they have to make renovations, et cetera. I'm sure there are assessments being charged. That's so this is yeah, and and this is also interesting. We we can talk about this slightly more next week. But one more note on this. This is actually happening a lot in Canada because their their golfing season is so short that they can't get a country club to agree to keep doing it over and over again. So it just keeps changing all the time. Ah, right, because they they really can't play as early, and and the, that makes sense. Yep, and because they have to punch, it's just so hard. As someone that lives in Chicago, I struggle with the the golf season more than most. And right. Canada is that on steroids. So exactly. That's that's it's a good conversation. For my miscut, I'm gonna go to something that we've talked about a little bit here, just because it underscores an important point made by none other than John Rahm today, who talked about the live rider cup scenario. And my miscut is not something specific, but that I am so sick of the way that this conversation's going. We've alluded to it in the past, especially throughout the Brooks final round, just listening to that back. I think what has happened is I I can't even look at any of the opinions anymore. They're just they're they've gone off the deep end. The rhetoric for me is just like if we were complaining last week, I mean, we knew Brooks's win was just gonna accelerate the conversation, but I'm at the point where I'm just hearing so much crap about this that I don't even know how to formulate what I actually think. And I don't know if that's happened for you too. It's just so frustrating because I have my viewpoints as it goes, but I just cannot I, I can't hear it anymore, man. I think I'm I think I'm at the Rory point, right? Yeah, where you're just you're just gonna kinda I it's not fair necessarily of everyone i think at this point to just forget about it but i i don't think that that's you totally know, there were so many people that were so anti live and i don't think it's necessarily fair that we all just forget about that but at that i, I speaking in particular to rom's point right now his point was that there's players who will not be part of the Ryder cup right who maybe should be. None of those guys are on the live tour. So his point is almost moot. 
I, there's zero players that would be on the Ryder Cup team that are currently on the Live Tour. Literally zero. I mean, he did have strong words for Sergio. And I think, I, look, do, do you want these 45-year-olds that lost by 100 at Whistling Straits to be the leaders of your Ryder Cup team? Maybe because they have the cachet, but I don't know. They show their colors. I I just don't care. I And, and I think you're right when we talk about that this conversation, it, it's not going away. It doesn't need to go away. I'm just sick of the turn that it's taken and yeah. what what we have to kind of see in ter- from a headline standpoint. There's there's zero objectivity anymore. It's well, it's all you it's, knew. It's overly right? political. Like what we were saying, what we were saying when Brooks won, you knew that this was going to be the turn that everything was going to take. It's just one more reason for people to want to see live more or people to, you know, reignite these arguments for all these things. Oh, live players are good enough. Why they should be in the Ryder Cup. If they just didn't play well totally. in the majors, we wouldn't be talking about this at all. And I think that me and you would both be a lot happier. No doubt. And I think to to the Brooks point, right, I in the moment, we are honestly sort of perpetuating the thing that we're complaining about because we thought we took away from Brooks, the golfer, to discuss the, the live point when in actuality, when I look at it back, I'm like, OK, that's a dominant golfer that came back from his game that has mental fortitude that other players on the tour don't have. And it doesn't need to be an 80% live conversation. It was just kind of breaking the seal on the whole thing. Whereas why I kind of, I, I do, I do want to revisit a little bit of what we talked about last week, because I think now having had the time to listen it back and understand the narrative and the repercussions of everything that came, that came of it, credit to Brooks, the golfer, setting aside the whole tour thing, right? For sure. For sure. And, and he deserves more than all of the credit for coming back from his injury and now that we are a couple weeks removed from from this happening it it's it did settle in even a couple days after it settled in a little bit more for me that it it is really an incredible achievement despite whatever even the michael block thing was awesome right but brooks's thing was was just as cool and it didn't get the same coverage which is relatively unfortunate for him because of the politics of the whole thing, right? It would be nice if we could just put this aside and give Brooks his flowers and give Michael Buck his flowers and for that not to be part of the conversation. But the whole reason that we were rooting against Brooks in the first place wasn't because we hate Brooks Kepka. Me and you might have our opinions eh, on why we don't love him. We don't love him. I don't root for him. Right. But right. I think that once the dust settled, it's it shows that we were correct when we were saying that this is just going to steer the rhetoric even farther that way. And now we have John Rahm saying these things. It's not good for the future of, of this conversation. This is exactly. And Jacob, you know, maybe it was inevitable, right, that this would happen. For for me, I think you said it really well last week. We're kind of we're not scared of Brooks. We're scared of the fallout of a golfer in his position on his tour winning, and what's th- what that's going to do to dilute golf conversation and steer away from actual progress and ultimately put the sport in a better place. 
And this is one of the reasons that I want to talk about it. I don't, I don't see an end. I don't see a solution. And maybe that's because we're so far away from that right now. It's just, it's scary with where the game is and, and where it can go because it can go to a lot of undesirable places for someone that follows the sport a ton like we do. And that's the key point, right? All of these changes that are happening, whether it be an addition of a new tour or the designated events, which we're, we're seeing another one this week, all of those changes are theoretically and proving to be so. Even the just having more conversation about the sport, which Liv is doing. Liv is, is getting people more people into the sport and it's getting more of the casual fan talking about the sport over and over and over again. It is great for that. Where it's hurting us is for the people like us who didn't need this and would have sat and watched the Honda Classic from Thursday to Sunday, regardless of what this was happening. And now all we hear our sport is talking about this one thing that we don't give a crap about really at all that's all that the conversation is and it's going to be the dominant force in this sport for years because and, and whether it be you know we we hear that like oh jay monahan is corrupt and even i'll even take it this far we hear that live is so corrupt right i'm not talking about saudi arabia we're talking about just like whoever runs that right they they only care about them they're doing it for their reasons. PGA Tour is doing everything for their reasons. Regardless of how this is all working out, the ca- more casual fans are watching golf now than ever. And a huge talking point that we had were where are the casual fans going to go when Tiger Woods is gone? Guess what? This is yeah. how they're this is how they're solving that problem. But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to make more diehard golf fans. It's going to make more casual no. golf fans. And it's going to really hurt the diehard golf fans. I think you put that really well. And I quite frankly don't have a ton to add to it just because it was uh, it, it was said perfectly. I think that next year we're going to see designated events with no cuts, smaller fields, literally what we got rid of with the WGC because it was lame. And it closes a lot of doors for a lot of players. And that is a byproduct of this whole argument. It doesn't exist. And that's part of my resentment for what's going on. It's the, the origin of my miscut here. It's not the ROM quote. It's just that I'm so sick of the indirect effects that are plaguing the avid golf watcher. And I get growing the game. But this is not how it's done in other sports. Growing the game shouldn't dilute the experience for your base. And that's what's... I I almost view that outcome as much more likely than the product evolving to something that I will still enjoy in three to five years' time. That's a good miscut. That was a good miscut. Haven't been that passionate about and, something in a while. Yeah, no, that was a great conversation. And I feel that we tied up a few loose ends on on what we were reacting to in the moment last week for and sure. weren't always able to find the words for, which is something that's that's really tough when you're when you're seeing something live and 
you know, you're an emotional golf fan. So that was, that was a fun cut line. Why don't we get into the tournaments this week? Because as we talked about, there was some really good golf. I actually was lucky enough to see my partner in crime, Jacob, on Saturday night. Um, we were we were with a group of friends, and those friends instituted a, a no golf discussion rule <laughs> um, amongst <laughs> Jacob and myself. So we had to talk to each other about our lives, and um, it took about twenty minutes before we pulled up the live leaderboard to see what was going on. <laughs> yeah. But we did a good job. We did a good job for the first portion. Hey, if they didn't institute that, it would have been 20 less minutes of us talking about golf. That's for sure. Let's start with the PGA Tour event, just because I I am a big fan of this course and how it played. I know that you and I ended up liking guys like Rosie, Fleetwood, among others. Uh, Mike Kim, great call by you. He played very well. Top 10, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we have some momentum going into this week for sure. Uh, obviously, Fleetwood missed the cut, which was tough. Fairway Jesus really killed his momentum there. But Emiliano Grillo, his second win on Our the guy. PGA Tour, first in seven or eight years. We've we've talked about him. He's been playing very well this year. Yep, uh, Kind of a journeyman on the PGA Tour and really pulled out all the stops down the stretch after almost blowing it on eighteen. That finish was incredible. What a choke job by Grillo. I saw him blow that one right with the whole fiasco with the water. By the way, I I cannot stop saying Grillo. I heard someone say it one it, time and I it no, it's Grillo for sure. It is Grillo for 100%. And I'll do my best, but got it. I'll do my best, okay? So when I saw Grillo Love block one me. right into the water and that thing just keep going down the stream for what was like five minutes and and they said, no, you have to drop it, whatever. I think they made up that rule on the spot. Whatever. He no got doubt. what it was worth. He made a double bogey, went into the playoff. They both hit great putts on that first playoff hole too. That was really cool. And then when they got to the par three, and Grillo blocked it like 30 yards right, and it just snuck over the bunker and kicked all the way down. What might be the luckiest bounce in PGA Tour history? I was watching it on mute, and I, I was like, oh no, he blocked it. He didn't like it. I see this bounce, and I'm just, whoa, what, what is that doing? And it just kept accelerating to, to three and a half feet. Happy Gilmore-esque at that point. It was... It was a below average iron. Yep. And then Shank hits a an unreal chip. That was incredible. I thought he was toast. Just unreal. I mean and and then Grillo, Grillo, god damn it. Um <laughs> <laughs> he sinks he sinks the, you know, I think it, it might have been 5 or 6 feet, some a uh, range that he historically struggles with. And yeah, the rest is history. The 18th hole is a fantastic finishing hole. Unbelievable. It's really good. Not not enough yeah. people are talking about Harry Hall choking as well. And he deserved no, it. No, they aren't. He deserved it. He uh, wore his Vegas Knights jersey to Dallas where they're playing the Stars in, in the hockey. So he, he deserved it. 
can't be instigating like that, Harry. Yeah. Knock off Bryson DeChambeau. Good, yeah, seriously. What what is that? Honestly, to see Harry Hall out there was was just shocking. He looked looked like a man out of place for most of the weekend. And kudos to him on his great performance and big payday, but I think he's got to be kicking himself a little bit. He had every opportunity to win that tournament. For sure. He gave an actually really good interview, uh, I believe that was after Saturday, saying, you know, they asked him, how are you going to control the nerves tomorrow? And he was really candid about it. Basically, it was just like, I'm welcoming it. It's going to be a new experience. I, I'm going to get nervous. That's just the reality of the situation. So I, I thought that that was cool. I don't know if he made a fan in me, just, but that's mostly just because of the way he looks. I don't know if that's fair of me either. The hat, I can't do it. I just associate with the Bryson like in it. my mind. I kind of like it. It's unique. Look, if it, it is. So this was a great tournament. And again, a fantastic finishing hole. I, I really like this course a ton. And uh, if it didn't happen on Memorial Day, it would get more screen time. For right? sure. And Grillo, what a really good champion. The guy's been around forever, like eight years between wins or something. And yep. he actually brought out, you saw that he brought out these kids to hit shots on the practice tee while he was waiting for the playoff. Like what? Awesome. I've never seen anything like that. And he gave like a really After good English interview. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, And then he gave a really good English interview after. For, and I don't know. I'm a Grillo fan now. Grillo. Grillo. Look, I, I am very surprised that he did not join the live tour i imagine he had an offer right uh he he's sort of just because of the south they took munoz instead yeah and and grillo had it's not like he's been a bum on tour the last few years he he's been in contention in some of these tournaments I, i think a few years ago he was leading the rbc uh, he's been around. He's a really good iron player. Yeah, at his putters, best. Putters done him and dirty in his career. Putters done him dirty, but it's con- congratulations to him. And this is somebody that we've talked about in the past. I think in Mexico we talked about him in pin seeking. So it's good to see somebody that has been putting together decent results and been around for a long time be able to reap the benefits of a PGA Tour win. That's just so critical at this point in your career. Couldn't agree anymore. You know who we didn't see over the weekend? Oh boy, let's talk about him. Not much to say. The block party's over. The block party is over. And Jacob, I am so pissed off where this went too. And I should just know like golf, golf media, golf Twitter, golf fans, we're all very tight and on edge right now because there are very polarizing topics to talk about. So to see something as beautiful as what happened to Michael Block just die overnight with a couple of misplaced quotes for a guy that's never been interview trained for a couple of, Oh, I said this, I said that to see the whole world turn on him. I promised I wouldn't be one of them. Look, I reaped the benefits of his miscut because I think it was impractical for him to be able to repeat his performance. And I will take that bet a million times out of a million, but to drag the guy like some of the people have been online, I thought was just ridiculous. People will find a way to complain about just about anything, especially in this sport. And I think seeing 
him get that much airtime, people started to be like, all right, come on now. Especially when, you know, it was an incredible week of golf, but then they gave him two sponsors invites after that. I think one was enough. Two is a little extra. You know, there are legitimate professionals who could have, you know, reaped more benefits from that. And I think he kind of started to get a little hate, which, you know, he all he did was accept them. It wasn't like he it was through his fault that those happened. He hit a great shot off that bridge. The Rory that was thing, an incredible shot. The Rory thing really did him in, didn't it? It did, and it's so unfortunate, too, because I think, look, as I said, he wasn't media trained. He's just getting all these interviews. He's in this high point of his life, and all all of a sudden, like that, we get a quote where the whole world turns on him. And if, if you didn't hear it, we heard Michael Block say that if I had Rory's distance, I would be one of the best players in the world, which, as we found out with his short game over the weekend, probably isn't the case. Yeah. In theory, I mean, if I had Rory's distance and driver, then I could be the best player. You know what I mean? It's like you'd be on tour. It's like not the smartest thing to say. And I think people took it out of context as well as a lot of things tend to happen. It's not whatever. It, it was fun. He got his five seconds of fame. It was really cool story. We'll see him again in Canada. Are we surprised that he missed the cut by a million? Absolutely not. No, he, he won the smiley, the dead last award, and he deserved it with his play. Look, I think that you heard him in the conference after he was emotionally drained. How can you not be? I it's totally just, agree. I would, my frustration with the situation is what happened on Twitter and in the media where we all just turned on this guy because of factors beyond his own control. Maybe he's, maybe he's a dick. Who knows? But I don't know I, I, what he did at the PGA Championship. And this should underscore how impressive that specific week was mm -hmm. because of what happened after. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think that uh, maybe we should get off Twitter. Is that the I, I know I should. Yeah. For I, like our we'll mental see. health or something like that. Follow at PinSeekerPod on Twitter. The last, <laughs> the most recent tweet is Heat Lock. And that was from oh, nice. Saturday night. Nice. Yeah. So that was from the game that they lost. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, that's, uh, I got nothing to say about that one. I had a couple that night. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the other tour. Harold Varner, congratulations. HB3, the uh, the man that told all his friends that they need to stop lying about the money that they're receiving. I still like HB3, whatever. Whatever. Congratulations. First, uh, he didn't win on the PGA Tour. He won an electric... Uh, the the Saudi and friends tournament the international. Oh yeah, he hit a hundred and five foot yeah. eagle putt. That was the that was basically a golf lift weekend. That was basically of my a life. Event. Yeah. Yep. I had a, I had a Varner ticket and I had a Hoagie ticket. He won the eighteen. That was Pebble, Pebble Week. Damn. Yeah. That was epic. That was so. That was the year before Live, right? It was just as it was starting, so it was early twenty twenty two. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. So then yeah. you, that was how we kind of like gathered our list of everyone that was going to go to live based on who, who went over for that right. money grab. <laughs> no, no doubt. Yeah. And, and Varner was our, always big. And then he, he wasn't in the first wave of players, but then eventually ended up going. Super, super popular guy. Year. Super popular guy. Um, one of the guys that you got to respect for just being like, I'm putting general ways, general generational cheese some patches generational wealth in my family's pocket when i grew up with no money and here we are now this is why i'm doing it and love that he called out the other people like bryson for trying to make it anything other than that i respect it and it's one of the things where it's like i'm not going to put the target on his back that i do on others because of simple things that you were saying and I'm sure he got in a bunch of trouble for this, but only other thing I had on this was another lame ass leaderboard. Yeah, uh, no one was there too. <laughs> it's funny. I know. Well, sandwiching around the PGA is a really interesting strategy, and another long line of mistakes that I see. So, Brooksy played pretty well. Pretty shocked about that one. Yeah, he showed up drunk. He definitely showed up drunk. That might have helped him, actually. Because if he had stopped drinking, he would not have been able to play golf. Did you see him at the Panthers game? Those beady yeah. little eyes? Yeah. Cocaine and Adderall. That's that's all I can say. I've seen those eyes before. Only on DJ. <laughs> right. DJ before the Masters. Uh, anything else happened over the weekend? Oh, yeah. We talked it all up. We talked Stricker. Congratulations to the other winners. Pablo won again. Laraza Ball. Yes. Laraza Ball. Lara Thabal. Lara Thabal. Maria, Jose Maria Olathabal. Ola, Ola Thabal. God, this is is a brain dead podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying this one. Kiradek top five at the KLM Open. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. Keeping up with Kiradek. Keeping up with Kiradek. Kiradek was top five at the Open, the KLM Open in Netherlands, Holland. Yeah, yeah, Netherlands followed up a top twenty last week. He is officially back, and I think he's officially back because of us. Oh, for sure, for sure. All of the DMs that I've been putting out to him, that was what did it. I got one answer though, one answer and one repost. One repost. Yep. We love you, Kiradak. Keep playing well. We'll see you at the PGA next year. Can't wait. So, well, actually, one more. Uh, this has nothing to do. Well, Kiradak was top five, but Larazabal, Larazabal, he gave, when he won that tournament, he hold like, he was going to win anyway. I think he just needed to three putt. And he hold like a 20 footer, 25 footer or something. And, Gave an incredible Sally when he won. Just in amazing, amazing fist pumps. You got to look it up. All right, I'm looking. It, it at was it. great. It was great. He did not hold back, and I think that's five tour wins or four tour wins in the last two years. And now he's all of a sudden firmly on the Ryder Cup radar, which is not something that I expected. 
you know, is if Sergio, if Sergio won four times on the live tour, then I would consider him for the Ryder Cup. Absolutely. It's like considering Brooks. Oh, that's a good Farmer's fist tour. bump. Incredible fist bump. Wow. Look at what this means to him. That's so cool. Yeah. And he won by like See, three, I love he won this. by like three shots too. Go off, King. Yeah. Where's we need more of this. this on the PGA tour. Like a t- little tiger. Oh, look at he's he's still going. He's still going. Oh yeah. It was minutes long. He got the champagne, his girlfriend came out, jumped into his arms. Shout out Pablo though. Shout out Pablo. Okay, let's let's uh do we have anything else? Should we get into this week? Let's do it. The whole reason we're here. Yeah, we are. Just, just I, I don't even know. I should have explained this up front. I'm sitting in a hotel room in Kentucky, traveling. Long week. Jacob's coming off a long weekend. We're Didn't think- travel to Kentucky, we were though. thinking of, yeah. I mean, we, we thought we're going to take a week off, but it's the memorial. The memorial elevated event, fun field, a tournament that I love. We have to pin seek. And the people are too to important. Seek. The people are too important. We couldn't just do that. The people are so important. And we're bringing back pin seeking, and it's you're not even going to recognize it. Number one, because they'll actually be winners. And number two, <laughs> the format's going to change a little bit. So we'll get into that. But let's first talk about the course a little here. Uh, Jacob, do you want to give your spiel? If not, I have a little bit on it as well. I got it. This week, the PGA Tour heads to Jack's Place in Dublin. That is Dublin, Ohio. Almost probably as good as Dublin in Ireland. America's Dublin. America's Dublin, right. (laughs) The Dublin of the Midwest. Billy Ho is the defending champ. Uh, He dominated the field last year, winning by five. Kind of out of the blue. It was was not one of the favorites, obviously, and he's coming in in pretty poor form. Cantlay won the year before. Uh, this was the year that Rom was absolutely destroying everybody, and COVID forced his WD after 54 holes. Really sad scenes there. I guess Cantlay won with a pretty big asterisk. This course is one of the best that we have on tour. Visually, it's a par 72, 7,500 yards. Sounds really long, but actually pretty similar to Oak Hill in the regard that the distance of the par fives takes a lot of it away. And they're not really reachable, right? You're not going to see that many eagles. So when we're looking at this course, we're going to look at the mid to long par fours, how players play those. This is kind of where you're going to be able to make your birdies. Distance does not really appear to matter too much when you look at all these leaderboards, but you need to be a rock-solid iron player and in the fairway, because if you're in this long rough, you're toast. It's true, and one of the things that I will say is that there's a very weird history of winners. Typically, it's easy to see the ideal golfer for a course. In this case, you can choose a selection of eight and say they are long, and they had flip wedges in, so it didn't matter. But that's not the case. There are winners here, like a Shane Lowry will play very well here too if you're just a ball striker that can get creative around the greens. 
I think that's another big piece here is that you do have to have some creativity. The lies aren't sure. very tight, but there's a ton of rough and well-placed bunkers that you have to be good around the greens. It's not the typical golf course where there's a profile for a winner. Lingmurth. It is a little bit random. Dirt McGirt. Lingmurth, right. Duffner. Duff, it's like either just the players who just like hit every fairway and every green or the players who are like super creative around the greens, right? So you're going to you're going to get the Cantlay and the Duffners who are just like nails at ball striking or you're going to get people like Speeth who's out a, an incredible track record here. Um you know, Benny Ons played well here. Bryson won here. Lingmurth who's Bryson super won here short. before he was long. Right. Yep. This is when Bryson was like known for being a pretty good ball striker. And had only won at like shorter courses. Yep. Very intriguing. It'll be fun. So that's really, and I will say they went through some pretty significant renovations, I believe two and a half years ago mm -hmm. to post, change. Post COVID. Post COVID, right. Uh, because so they if did, you remember the COVID yeah. year, they played two weeks in a row here. Mm -hmm. And that was the famous Morikawa Thomas duel. Uh, followed by a ROM victory the next week, right? Yep. So they did, it was like the Workday Championship or something like that. And the, the scores were in like like the 20s. And it right, just they made was, it play very easy. And then the next week after that, they did the exact same thing that Colonial did this week and just were like, oh, we're going to make it absolutely impossible. So no one was hitting any greens in regulation and ROM just hit more than the other people and wound up winning like a US Open. It's amazing. I love that. So unless you have anything else, Jacob, shall we get into it? Let's pin seek. It's time for the brand new version of pin seeking. Okay. So for pin seeking, we're going to put a little bit more organization around the topic not just give you Cam Champ and Gary Woodland. Gary's banned from the show I indefinitely. Pr I, I promised I wasn't going to take him this week. And I, I think your name, you probably looked at him and thought about it. If I know you, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the I ball did. striking. So, so what we're going to do here is we're going to go through five categories. And they are going to have a little bit of crossover, but it doesn't matter. Jacob and I are going to end up with five guys, four of which are going to be promoted from our standpoint in terms of playing well. The last category, I'm going to leave for a little bit of surprise that will come after. So the first four categories, number one, pick to click. This will be anybody but a heavy favorite. So this week, I am allowing anybody but Scheffler, Rom, and Cantlay because Cantlay plays so well here that he's sort of priced with those guys in the market right now. Scheffler and Rom are going to be in this category every week, and we're excluding them because I think it's really boring to say that one of them is going to play well because Scotty literally T5s every time he's out, and Rom has the ability to win every golf tournament. Number two, we're going to go into long shot. So this is a guy that may be a no name, may be a, an old head who doesn't play well anymore. A big long shot. So we're looking at 100, 200 to one to win on a normal basis. We, you know, these, they're very rarely going to win, but we're going to 
We're going to toss one out there for you. And we've done this a lot before. Number three, Dark Horse. Think about the guys that aren't maybe the biggest names in the world that maybe snuck a major in. You know, this isn't going to be a Xander or a JT, but it's going to be more a Thigala or Lowry type player that have won or contended on tour, but aren't necessarily the big name brands. And then finally, number four, we're going to pick our winner. And this can be any single person, but don't care if it's a favorite, long shot, whatever it is, our winner. The fifth category, I'm going to leave the suspense for until we both have our winners. So, Jacob, without further ado, who is your pick to click this week? I struggled for this one for for a while, and I have two. So you're saying I can pick anyone outside of just those top three? You can pick anyone outside of those top three, but I'm going to make the rule you have to pick one. I'm going to go with Ty Hatton. Your guy. I've been on, I, I can't stop. Um, I just, I just think that he's playing the best golf of his career. He's been so close so many times at this point. He had the one bad first round where he shot like 78 round one at the PGA and wound up finishing plus one. So he's seven under for the other three rounds. You throw out that first round where it was like the toughest conditions right at the beginning and then got significantly better. He's been playing um, incredible golf. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I, think either, he's played here, which is my biggest concern, but I'm going to stick with him. Have played here at 25 time. to one. I'm sticking with him. Okay. Now I'm a little nervous to say mine. Because it's a bit sensitive, given what we've been through over the last month or so. Don't do it. I have a problem where I don't want to be too early on a guy that ultimately proves me wrong at a course where if the things go well, he could win by a million. And that's Cam Young. Not a single soul is talking about this guy this week after almost a year of him being on every single person's watch list going into the tournaments. I am scared that his form is bad and too bad to continue to win, but he's too young and too talented. I I know he's 26. He just, I'm, it could have just been too much for him too early. We could have demanded this. And now there's a little bit of pressure off. He's at an elevated event. It's not going to be the hardest tournament in the world. If he has the pull hooks, he's screwed. But man, if he is hitting it long and straight, he's going to have the straight thing is more the more the thing for me. That ball striking is just so attractive. He's 35 to one kind of an afterthought this week. I'm going back to our guy. I watched him last year at this tournament because I had this the same inclination with like a, a little bit of Riviera E crossover as well, where Cam Young played very well last year. I'm I'm changing my mind on everything as we speak. This is awful. That's okay. Talk to me. What do you think of Vic? I don't. I mean, Vic. Vic is. How can you not love the ball strike? I'm a little bit worried that 
that his short game is not back. And it was just that one week. It's, I liked him here a couple years ago, and he was just anemic around the green. Yeah, but the and same that's, thing with that, Cam Young. That's, that's why I'm thinking of this. I, know, I watched I know, Cam, I watched I Cam like Young hit every single fairway last year and miss greens left and right from like 60 yards. And then not be able to get up and down. And then not get it up and down. I like Vic. Vic's just been... I, He's playing every but week. But what if that's not the, run what if gas. that's not the problem this year? Like like what like like this course. What if that's not the problem? Like what if not I'm not saying Vic wise, Cam Young wise. What if it's just right? not not the recipe? That that's what I'm saying. This this tournament's so hard. It's so hard. It brings a like, lot more people into play. play. It brings so many people into play, and it's why it's why I don't want like my inclination was I look at the top ten favorites, and I don't want to touch a single one because there's no reason that like even I I see JT JT's not on my four, but I think it's ridiculous that a champion and a guy that has played well at this course before, albeit in very different conditions, is yeah. another afterthought because JT is still having he has peripherals that are very successful despite his game being in poor form. And it's like, if the course plays a certain way, then you all of a sudden have one of the best five or 10 players at this field. Who's currently being looked at as 20 or 25. Sticking with it's Cam hard. Young. This one agreed. I'm sticking with Cam Young. I'm sticking with Hatton. All right, Jacob, your long shot. I don't want to talk about this one too much, but Adam Hadwin, one twenty five. I love Canadians. I hate Adam Hadwin so much. I met him in person one time. I, you've probably heard me tell this story before. I've, I've tell it to the listeners. I've never, never liked him at all. I met him at the Travelers in Hartford. Probably, this could be seven years ago now, six, seven years ago. And I went up to him. And I said, hey, Adam, should I pick you in my DraftKings lineup this week? He looked at me and goes, I don't give a fuck about your DraftKings lineup. (laughs) As he shouldn't. So much for Canadians being nice. Well, he probably just missed three five-footers. He missed the cut. I was so happy. So happy. Good thing you didn't. So yeah, I was never gonna pick him after he said that to me. Okay. I, I tell mean, you what, I asked the same thing to Tony Finau, and he said, This is the week, finished in third. Good for him. Well it it was it a Mickey Mouse resort course? Travelers. Oh oh right, right. Well he's so, That's so kind Tony, of a Mickey Mouse he, resort course. Yeah, it's a Mickey Mouse ish. Did you see what Tony did this last week on a non Mickey Mouse resort course? <laughs> on a tough course. Did he MC? I know he was like right on. He there. MC'd. Yeah. And he three putted the last hole from 40 feet to Missed MC. Oh my God. Missed by one. Oh, Rocket Mortgage is coming up. Yeah. Be looking out to. He's probably playing. I don't think he's playing the- this year. Is he playing this week? He should skip the British Open to play gear up for the Rocket Mortgage <laughs> and the the 3M. No, dude, there's there should be like like people like Rick who need just want that win. Like Tony's on something. Tony has six wins because he just plays in these shit events. 
he was like, oh, oh, you guys are going to tell me that I don't win enough? Okay, I'm going to go win the Vedanta and battle with Austin Eckroat. Yeah, Tony's not playing this week. He's skipping the big boy course. Gearing up for the Rocket. I love Tony. Um, My long shot's Aaron Rye. He just snuck into this field. What? Uh, Actually, off of a withdrawal. What's the matter with you? What do you... It's a long shot. That is a very long shot. It is a very long shot. He's 250 to 1. I think he's going to win. <laughs> I bet I bet you could get him at 400 to 1 later in the I, week. Um, I think right now you could. Can I be very honest about this one? You could try. I hate most of these long shots. The I only other them. person like, that usually I kind of like name, was Ben on. I liked Ben on too, but Ben on is like, he's like the 25th ranked player in this field. I need more than that. Oh, you're going crazy. You know, I saw I know. Keith Mitchell was like 150. I know, but I've been, I have Keith fatigue. Just like, what's, what's another week with Keith Mitchell finishing top 47? I know. The listeners are going to love that one. Yeah. <laughs> let's at least, oh, least diversify the pool here. Okay, who's your dark horse? Let's get into more interesting. What is this like? The middle range? Oh, I'm going to go yeah, with. Uh, like not a, I'm going to go with Thieg's. Perfect. He was an example that I used. Fifth last year was he really? Yeah. The guy's own. That's perfect. That part. Oh. He was. Uh, Fifth fifth year last year. Uh the course has kind of a Mickey Mouse, not not resort course where it's just like easy, but like Mickey Mouse esque. Winners. David Lingmurth. And, oh, and Mickey, Thie- David Thieks Lingmurth. plays this well. Thieks plays all those courses it's not well. A TPC. It's not a Pete Die. Yeah, but I don't know. He played Thigalo finished like seventh of the masters guys just like legitimately well, that's pretty not good pe- the is the masters beat die no <laughs> neither is this i don't know who designed this one probably jack nicholas that's actually my dark did. yeah yeah <laughs> mirfield yeah whoever did the mirfield over in uh england for Scotland, sorry. <laughs> same same designer. Um, my dark horse is a guy that I actually slandered two weeks ago, Shane Lowry. Yeah, absolutely. This is not going to backfire for you at all, for sure. I take everything I said back about Shane. Well, he's back in my range now. He's back yeah, where I, he should be. I like Shane. He's like not Shane. being listed as a favorite. He's got a good course history here. He has creativity around the greens, and if he ball strikes well, he's going to be fine. He actually puts okay on bent grass, I saw. So, relative. Could be a good week for Shane. Relative. He doesn't putt well anywhere, but better on bent grass. But slightly than, less say, horribly, right? Poa. Yeah. Oh. And your winner, Jacob. Tiger Woods. For a sixth time in a. Six time in twenty five years, Tiger Woods is your memorial champion. You want me? You want me to pick like 
who feasibly I would pick to win or who I actually think is going to win. I don't know. We can workshop this. We can say you can pick your your law. Your, you can like, pick I'm just Ty gonna say, I'm just going to say who I think is going to win. Sure. Scotty. Or. Yeah, that's I, I actually. <laughs> I think, mine's can't lay. Ew. I'm one and done in Cantlay. If Cant if Cantlay wins, I'm going to be so angry. I hate that guy. Do you understand? Cantlay is my uh, it's my one and done plan. This is my golden bullet right now. Cantlay at Memorial because Aseb has he doesn't have Cantlay. You gotta hope he pulls it out. I I I you know whatever. Good for you. You can sit back and watch this guy. I'm not. I I don't want him to win. I'm just saying. I have no other choice. When else am I going to... What am I going to sit on him? Ty Hatton's actually going to win. Okay. Ty Hatton is Jacob's winner. Because Scotty's going to finish in third and be dead last in putting. Scotty's not going to putt well enough to win. I'm telling you. I mean, he's going to putt well enough to finish in second or third. You can pick a favorite. Just understand you can't pick a favorite every week. Just you, you pick your winner. I'm gonna your pick Scotty every single week. No, you every can't single do that. time you have to be more interesting. Okay, okay. See, this is what we're getting at. Because every single week, I actually think Scotty Scheffler is gonna win. You, well, no, look, I agree, but like the PGA was a great example of when I'll pick Scotty to win. That's like going out on a little bit of a limb. But if you're just picking, it's probably Scottie the same odds. Every week, he was, yeah. I'm just saying, you just because it's a major. Every single, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make made up rules on the spot. All right, fine. I'm gonna go with Ty Houghton. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Can't go lay. with Cantlay. Yeah, whatever. D- who's your DFL? Which is kind of unfair. No, it's I not. Just told him it's not unfair. To. It's chill. Because Cantlay's fine. not gonna win. Uh, my DFL is Kazuki Higa, Order of Merit winner. Oh, uh, first round leader, the PGA first round leader. Yeah, for for the front nine. I think that's a great pick, but it won't be. He won't quite be in last because Sam Bennett's going to be in last. No, he's in the field. The Augusta Cinderella story. Wow, just he will get absolutely chewed up. He will be okay. living in the rough. Do you think they're both going to be worse than KJ Choi? KJ Choi's in the field. Yeah. How'd he play last week? <laughs> no, he's probably in the senior PGA. If he played okay on the senior uh, PGA, then I'm I firmly dude, Dirt McGirt's in the field, and I'm picking Sam Bennett. He was T26. Deal. KJ Choi. I, I, I like KJ Choi to make the cut. Loki. You are out of your mind. We'll see. Okay. Jacob. Jacob yeah. has Ty Hatton as his pick to click and his winner. His long shot is Adam. Uh, Adam DraftKings Hadwin. And his dark horse is Satith. Thigala. Dead oh, I kind of like Grillo too this week. What do you think about Grillo? I don't played really well here, and he's a lot of really good irons. 
I really wish he didn't win. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I could see it. I could see it. Um, my, my pick to click is Cam Young. My long shot is Aaron Rye. My dark horse is Shane Lowry. And my winner is not Patrick Cantlay. It's Justin Thomas. I'm going to be interesting. Fair enough. I respect. I'm going to be interesting. And I, I, I do. Respect. I like JT a lot this week. I like JT based off of nothing on the golf course. It's purely the fact that I think he's being very disrespected. And he might just what not do you, be. What do you get him anymore. at? 25, 28? No, I. I picked up a 35 no shit he's an afterthought i'm yeah, not even that's, kidding this, that's the time to do it for sure well yeah but i mean we can have a longer jt conversation in a, in a future episode because there's there's a chance that he's just not there this year that wouldn't be completely out of character with what he's done before but he always he usually wins a tournament yeah and it's a big traditionally one. Yeah, this this would be right up his alley. So Justin Thomas is my winner, and um, who is my dead last? Oh, uh, Kazuki, Kazuki Higa. Higa. Yeah, second to last because Sam Bennett's going to be in last. Well, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll tally this all up. I I think we're going to have more fun with this. We might have to adjust the winner thing. Yeah, yeah we'll figure out. it out. We'll for sure figure it out. All right. Well. A little shorter than usual, but very excited for another good week of golf here. We're, uh, we get a month break from live, which is kind of nice. And I know we are very much looking forward to our U.S. Open preview in two mm-hmm. weeks time. We'll have a full episode, not unlike the one we did for the PGA Championship and hopefully deliver a little bit more throughout that tournament but we'll see we we have to be careful and understand how the course might play yeah that's going to be that's going to be tough we got nothing to build off of so let's get some momentum pick some winners this week new pin seeking new us new pin seeking new us all right guys thanks for listening as always and we will see you next week (laughs) 